1: to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now here's your host, Sharon Kleina.
2: I want to invite you to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, The Power of Water and Water Life Science. We're into our 10th year, many years ago, as many as you can remember. I was asked if I wanted to have my own radio talk show, and I said yes, because I'm going to call it The Power of Water. Get the message out there. Be pilgrims with a mission that without water, the planet would not be able to live. You would not be able to live. There's a direction that I've taken in my research with Biologic Aqua Research, which many of you know if you're good listeners. But I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research. Now we're saying also water life science studies worldwide that you have not been taught a reminded and kept reminded that you are a walking water with the planet Earth. The body's water, living with the water vapor in the air, follow me. The water vapor in the air that you can see, that invisible water, was there for billions of years before water brought life to Earth. The universal... Method of the universe to be able to circulate and evolve and, and, and live as an organism throughout the universal organism had a change billions of years ago around that water vapor around Earth. And when it had that change, the vapor began to evaporate, lose moisture in the vapor. It dropped. Remember, all words are an invention. Rain began slowly and surely for billions of years. And it dropped and it dropped. And then all of a sudden, where are we at today? The sad concern I have about all these symptoms and our outlook on life and our priorities is we left the water behind, life behind. Millions of years ago, thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, our forefathers knew the beginning of life depended upon that water. Everybody moved around the water. Governments were originated and directions of them were water, around water. What happened to us? Our outlook on life became very, very... Selfish, I'm looking at it. Self-involved, forgetting about the future of eternity. We had a PhD on here one time, and I said something about eternity. He said, Sharon, I'm sorry to say, I don't think there'll be one. I disagree. There will be one, thanks to all of us. Without the water, there is no more life. We'll become dust, the sand. And remember, any time you allow your soil to become sand, like what was happening in California, happened in the Middle East, but the Middle East didn't have the technology hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years ago. We have it today. There is no excuse today to use our common sense and all that we've learned. Now follow me. I'm never going to get tired of telling you about this, to remind you. Once the baby was born, the baby left the funnel of water and its mother. Nature had the baby in water, breathing. The mother had a baby's breath for 9 months. And then for eternity the breath began with water vapor. The water vapor that you can't see it, but it's there, gives you your breath of life, your body to breathe. The body inside of your body, nature left you a brain to use it, to think, to learn common sense, to become more intellectual with knowledge, vision. You can't possibly know everything. You have to learn something new all the time to add to the brain. But the brain is eighty to eighty-five percent water, and in the womb, it connects at the same time with the organ of the eyes at the same breath of moment. The surface of the eye is ninety-nine percent water. The lungs are seventy-five to eighty. The liver is seventy to seventy-five. Your skin is seventy to seventy-five. Blood, fifty percent. Your teeth. 8 to 10 percent. Your heart is 75 to 80. Your bones, 20 to 25 percent, kidneys, 80 to 85 percent muscles, 70 to 75. What do we do? The moment that baby was born, that baby entered into water vapor that keeps you alive. But then we begin a technology of knowledge that taught us for hundreds and hundreds of years a thousands. But there were ways that we had to learn to breathe through the nose and out through the mouth, the water vapor. So the body can inhale, exhale, like the ocean is bringing the tide in, the tide going out with the electrolytic ability of your body and the electrolytic ability of the water in the air. Number two, you need to drink water, plain water without added ingredients. Any added ingredients will block absorption. You want it to absorb Drink plenty of water, eight to ten glasses if you need more, because you have some symptoms that show some severe evaporation of the body. The body begins to evaporate body water loss to final death from moments you're born to the final moment you passed and went to heaven. Number three, food. It's vital to your evaporation process. If you can't slow that evaporation process down for you personally, you're going to be out of control. And it's called dehydration if you're out of control. What part of the body is overly dehydrated, over-evaporating? We don't know yet. It could be from toe ahead. Remember, you will learn that yourself. Moderate exercise is vital. And how to sleep, don't expect the pillow to do all the work. You need to learn yourself how you personally have your own secrets to rejuvenate to sleep like Earth does. Those five things so common sense, but the planet Earth has to be doing it too and it needs man time, life on Earth to figure it out, to recycle it because we're recycling with the planet Earth's water vapor, but the Earth is recycling with the surface water, a fresh water, with the water vapor too. So if man lets all the fresh water go off to the ocean and we don't have enough fresh water on the surface to electrolytically rejuvenate with the water vapor and all life on earth, what are we doing? We're slowing down the life, not slowing down, the life of earth is speeding up. It'll become sand. You need that recycling. We need more fresh water on the surface of the planet to recycle with the water vapor and and our life on the planet will recycle with it. What are your symptoms of your body? From your head to your toe, complaints to diseases. We're not recycling the way we should, and we need to learn those secrets, and we will learn them together. That's what this show is all about. Today, I am really excited about something. I have Nelson Campbell on. He's the director of the movement, Plant Peer Nation. He's the president of Plant Peer Communities and Plant Peer Incorporated. He's, uh, he has a movie called Plant Peer Nation. We're going to learn a lot. His father, we've had him on before with his dad, Dr. Colin Campbell. And Nelson, I hear, is just absolutely on the move. With a, I call it a pilgrimage. Uh, for all of us to learn more about ourselves and how we eat, He's got people from all over the world wanting to get to know him. So we're very excited about having Nelson Campbell on today. We're first going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Mist. I was told many years ago that blindness was going to be out of control because of the evaporation at the surface of the 99% water. Ophthalmology research from back in Florida said, Sharon, could you study that for us? We studied it and showed them, yes. It is because of over evaporation that is happening to the eyes for vision impairment complaints. As young as little babies are having problems all the way through their life. It's the evaporation of water lost, recycling with the water vapor. So we invented a new technology that has patent awards all over the planet now. Nature's tears eye mist with a supplementation of water, 100% tissue culture grade water to mist to supplement the eyes around the humidity of the eyes, to supplement the eyes so it could slow down that evaporation. The more you use it, the better it is. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist, and we'll be back with Nelson Campbell.
0: Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at yahoo.com. That's Hour at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Nelson, are you with us?
1: Yes. Hi, Sharon.
2: Well, hi. How are you? Very good. Well, I am so... Excited to have you on, and um, it was nice of you to find time for us today. Uh, our, our audience uh, around the world uh, is—they're uh, learning that with your health, a person's health, and of course, I emphasize the water, which you do too. I know, I'm sure. But tell us about your past and your father a little bit, and then wh- wh- what got you where you're at today. I want—I I don't want to tell them reading about you. I want you to tell us.
3: Okay. Well, first I'll just uh, mention my father. <clears throat> my father is uh, Dr. T. Colin Campbell, and he's considered by many people around the world as the science father of the plant-based nutrition movement. Uh, he wrote right. a book called The China Study, which became a bestseller, right. and then also a book called Whole, and he was featured in the movie Forks Over Knives, uh which is available on Netflix. So, uh, so he's a pretty well-known guy. My, my background is as an entrepreneur. Um, when I was a young guy, I never uh, thought I would be an entrepreneur. I studied uh, philosophy and, and political science and economics in college and graduate school. But I got out in the world, and I realized that uh, being an entrepreneur provided a lot of creative freedom, and I thought I could make a positive social impact on the world. And so I did a lot of things, and I won't, I won't bore your listeners with my whole life story, but I'll just say that a few years ago, I was getting ready to launch a uh, kind of a larger wellness vision that I had been developing, and, uh, and, and many of the components of that actually are things that we are doing today, but it was at that time that the opportunity for making this film, Plant Pure Nation, came along. And so I decided to defer the, the wellness strategy I was working on and just spend, you know, about two and a half years actually working on and marketing the film.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, the, the film Plant Pure Nation uh, was, was uh, released in July of last year mm-hmm. and it played in theaters in, I guess, over 100 cities total across the country, and we finished all that up in November. And uh, since then... I've been working on launching with uh, with the team here, launching a national grassroots strategy to help promote this incredibly powerful concept of plant-based nutrition.
2: Exciting. Oh, I am so happy for you. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Um, Being an entrepreneur
2: myself, I, we are on the same page, mm-hmm. Nelson. Um, I don't know about if you know about my, who, uh, me, but... Uh, Several years ago, I decided that the stress that's being caused uh, with individual life and symptoms is because there's something more powerful. And I've been to study stress, so people, if they had a diagnosis mm-hmm. of a serious disease or anything they need to deal deal with, that they could deal with the stress. And, uh, the, and then I had to learn what was causing that stress because it seemed to be strange that some people that looked very strong caved into it, and then people who didn't look very strong, uh, uh, they're the ones that seem to deal with it better. So where I'm at today is uh, I I learned through multi-millions of investment and creating comparable to the future of supplementation, to give a little comparable to the beginning of the future, that the water vapor of the air causes individualities, evaporation of recycling of the body's water from birth. And and I want to make a movie like that too. In fact, maybe we'll, we should go together and you can work with me on it. Um, we are now getting ready to launch in China with Nature's Tears Eye missed with the first uh, holistic medical uh, application on the planet that sells right in the middle of the medical field um, happily. And so what you're doing with the plant-based nation, the plant pure nation, is definitely right down our alley too. In fact, we should have you on film uh, because I want to make a film that is dynamically we're able for all scientists to work with and individuals around the planet to work with that, that without the water on the planet, there'd be no life, that we haven't been teaching enough about the body's water loss, living with a vapor, and that the food you eat also can cause that evaporation Nelson
0: mm-hmm. see
2: what you eat yeah. for you personally is for you personally everybody has to learn how to like you probably heard me describe how to breathe in through the nose out through the mouth to live with that water vapor it's vital number two drinking the proper amount of water no added ingredients because it won't absorb the other one is your food your food it's vital you're right on yeah Mhm.
3: Yeah, I, I, I have to apologize, Sharon. I don't I don't know a lot about your uh, organization or your history, but I do know that uh, water is very important, and uh, I've got a big glass of water on my desk right now. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we teach how you drink it. You drink it all at once. You never sip it. So, uh, but back to you and our world. Uh, uh, that's what we're doing. You took on the plant life. I took on the water, life science, and um, and uh, here here I go at 2016 our year uh, with a big pharmaceutical group in China because they're used. To, they they believe in holistic medicine, and they believe water is at the pyramid at the top, and they do believe that um, that. Uh, Uh, What you eat, as you know, with the Chinese history, because I've been out of China now and have very close, close best friends in China, scientists that are very prestigious with the government, that you are what you eat. And as you know, have you you been to China too many times yourself, Nelson?
3: Uh, Yes, I um, had the opportunity to to, uh, work on a, a small business that we were trying to launch there in the 1990s, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back and forth quite a bit.
2: So you saw the food they eat.
3: <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's really mm-hmm. changed a lot over the last uh, 20, 25 years. They're, they're very much starting to consume a Western diet.
2: Now, well, so the ones partic- I'm around don't, but, and that's the truth. The ones that I'm with mm-hmm. all the time um, don't. But um, mm-hmm. it's there, available, and I'm sure young families. You're right. Uh, there's families who the the uh, vulnerability with the family is quick meals, right?
3: hmm
2: It's those quick meals that uh, fast food meals that satisfy the family in a hurry and don't stop to think. And maybe they're bored and what some of the foods they ate that are so delicious. I just love the way they eat, but. Tell mm-hmm. us about what you've been trying to teach the United States.
3: Um, I'm sorry, you said teach in the United States?
2: Yeah, what are you teaching the yeah. people in the United States? I mean, because my oh, gosh, I, I, I mean, I live in a tiny community in southern Oregon. We have mm-hmm. Carl Jr., Big Mac, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. We're getting, we've got some in a tiny little town. We have, and, and we have several more coming. We have so many fast mm-hmm. foods. I keep wondering where they're going to find the people to buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Yeah. Um, well, Well, what we're trying to teach people is that health is, is not as complicated uh, as it might seem, or at least I should say maintaining your health is not as, as complicated. Of course, the human, biology, the human body is infinitely complex. But uh, basically, you know, what the, what the human body needs to achieve optimal health is a whole food, plant-based diet, and, and then there's some other things that are important as well, like hydration and sunshine, uh, exercise, uh, and, and then, you Nelson know, managing your the breathing, stress. breathing,
2: Nelson. Nelson, don't forget, I became very close to my research with PhDs in China mm-hmm. that are very big on holistic approaches. Mm-hmm. Number one, the Tai Chi and Qigong, uh, Dr. Ify Chow and that team I became close to is the breathing. Um, mm-hmm. That breathing is vital right at the top. Mm-hmm. There's something well, about more. our breathing with our bodies and, and how our the, yes, uh, the electorally excited. And oh, Nelson, I've also had on my show Dr. Jerry Pollock. PhD from the University of Washington, they found a fourth water in the body. And he said, I was right about the electrolytic ability for the recycling of the water vapor of the air, electrolytically supplementing recycling to the body. Because he looks at the body, they look at the body like it's a battery charging with that energy in the water vapor. So, what you eat is so important per person of how that, how you're storing that energy and how that is detoxifying from the body, the excess with an evaporation process coming through the body, living with that uh, water vapor that you're breathing is so important. And isn't that strange? We left that one behind so long ago.
3: Well, we're uh, uh, very much, of course, focused on the the, the whole food plant-based diet part of the health equation. And so getting back to what you were uh, just talk- asking, you know, we're just uh, trying to teach people about the, the benefits of that way of eating and then also trying to provide the support that they need to sustain that, that kind of a lifestyle because uh, it's, not, it's not easy living, living that way in a society that's organized uh, to support more of an animal-based processed foods diet um, mm-hmm. so, so important to helping people sustain that commitment is providing, you know, affordable and flavorful food and, and also a sense of community uh, as well. So we're trying to mm-hmm. provide that through our, our pod network, which is um, uh, uh, local, uh, local groups across the country that we've, we're organizing in cities and towns to help support people who, who want to live this lifestyle.
2: Explain that to me, uh, when you say organize local organizations. Um, did you do this as an entrepreneur, or did you do this with more of a charity? How did you do this?
3: Well, first of all, uh, in terms of our overall organization, we do have a uh, business, a company, and mm-hmm. uh, initially when I was contemplating all of this, I actually considered doing the whole thing as a non-profit but our attorney said that uh, because we're doing business like things that you know we had to do much of this through a a company so I'm we glad. set up a company but <laughs> we also have we also have a nonprofit uh, mm-hmm. organization called Plant Pure Communities uh, mm-hmm. which we're also launching and the uh, the nonprofit will be getting support from the public but also from the company itself mm-hmm. um but the plant pure pod network is really involves both uh, it's, it's the company mm-hmm. that is helping to establish uh, this network across the country but the foundation will be uh, using this as a research opportunity to identify and study best practices that mm-hmm. are developed through the you know through the pod network that can then be mm-hmm. shared with uh, other groups across the country because that's how you know, we believe that that's how social change really happens. It happens at the You're local right. level. It happens by engaging as many mm-hmm. people as possible in the change process and, and mm-hmm. sharing information. You know, when, mm-hmm. when someone out in your town does something yeah. that is really uh, successful, then, mm-hmm. you know, we need to share that with other people in other places. And then that's mm-hmm. how you can create a kind of a massive cycle of social invention and social learning. To solve a problem,
2: you know something, else and I say on this show a lot, and I've had a lot of experience because I'm probably a lot older than you are. I'm seventy-four. But back to the whole thing. I think children. Have you guy? Have you your team? Your direction's gotten involved with children down in let's say uh, even grade school.
3: Well, that's uh, something that's uh, you know a great interest to us. What makes that? Difficult though is the fact that the schools are really controlled uh, in a top-down way from uh, by government. So, mm-hmm. so the um, the nutritional guidelines and the meal plans are really controlled from the top. And mm-hmm. you know, of course, we know what that means. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation that's um, built into mm-hmm. all of that. So it's it's really well, hard that, to make change.
2: Excuse me for interrupting, Pardon? but I think I'm thinking more on and going in with, like, seminars and not, not oh. to their lunchrooms. Um, I, I I've been involved in some things. And when I get around children, they're so excited, Nelson, about hearing about it. And the parents are excited about what I'm trying to teach them is to carry a baggie with some spinach in it or arugula or... Uh, some salad mixings with some cranberries or, you know, and maybe some nuts in a baggie for your snack. I, I mean, things mm. to do. Uh, the children get excited and about drinking water, and, and you relate the water issues to the way that everything has to live and everything has to grow because they're, they're uh, water. I had a standing ovation from a middle school group in Upper New York one time that just shocked me too. They had this assembly last longer. And I even missed my train, but they didn't seem to care to let the kids sit and listen. And they kept asking the great questions, and the standing ovation over water. But it, and when I go places with kids, and you talk to them about get away from candy, get away from the hamburger, love your salad, live like the earth lives, like the carrots, and and and, the, and every, and, and and you know, I I don't want call them plant based. I don't call them. I call them what they are, but back to children. Oh my God. Nelson! They're a captive audience, of, and they really can influence the parents, Nelson.
3: <laughs> hmm Yeah. All well, the we, way we, to we, the
2: top. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, we have an interest in and in obviously reaching kids and uh, families. Yeah. In fact, right. we're uh, we're we're working on some programming now that's targeted to families uh, with kids. So uh, that is something uh, near and dear to my heart. My, my father actually has a former graduate student who had done some fantastic work going into the schools, schools across the country and teaching kids mm-hmm. about nutrition. And what she found is that if kids understand the why behind it, but if they also are able to experience the process of preparing the foods and knowing right. where the foods come from and sort of in a, mm-hmm. in a more tactile way. Mm-hmm. That, that actually, they really open up to the idea of eating something different, so it's, it's really it has to be experiential uh, for kids.
2: something else i've learned in my research too, Nelson, and that you'll be fascinated about is the word crave." Has your team ever studied the word the craving of the body how the body craves? Uh, uh,
3: well, we of course, my father talks a lot about the the addictive. Responses there we go. I think he and I talked about it at. on the
2: show, too. But back to... Mm-hmm. We started studying more and more and more with the dehydration process and follow me. The evaporation process of your body, once that body hits that, that air, that invisible water vapor from the mother's water, you have begin this process as a person. As soon as that baby begins that evaporation of body water loss, there are no two eyes alike, fingerprints, mm-hmm. and more alike. But also another thing that begins to happen that's fascinating to study is the crave. As soon as that baby begins to crave something, in other words, what tastes the best? What makes you feel good? There's an individuality in there that they've never really taken time to learn enough. And that, as soon as that carrot hits the palate and begins to chew, what is happening there? What if it was a raisin, sugar? What if it was a piece of melon? What if it was a bun, a hamburger, a cookie, you name it, a popcorn, whatever it is? And then I'll ask my own guests all the time. Nelson, what is it that you cannot just eat one yourself? Is there anything that you eat, you can't have just one. You can have another one and maybe another one. Is there something you eat that causes you to want to eat more than one?
3: Well uh, certainly when I was younger <clears throat> I was a chocolate, so anything that has chocolate in it. <laughs> I,
2: I okay, would Okay, what eat. about it um, what I've... about not so young? What about being where you're at with all the intelligence you have and knowledge you have? What is it that you have today that you couldn't eat just one?
3: Um, you know, the the thing is the thing is I you know, there are certain foods that elicit uh, it was kind of a more addictive response, foods containing sugar and fat, for example, and of course dairy also has been shown to elicit that kind of response. So I've eliminated a lot of those foods from my diet. So
2: did you do that uh, because you did you do that because you were you saw that there was a craving you had to remove?
3: Sure. I mean, and there also we go. The That's what that, I'm asking you
2: to, right now. That was what I was asking. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, those, those are people are just, that uh, don't unhealthy like food. you do.
2: Right. There's people that don't study like you don't, like you do. And they're going to forget about it. They're going to not think about it. And the mm-hmm. body is, is going to make a decision. And I go through it myself. I've been studying for well over 30 years and more. And when the body craves something, maybe it was uh, like carrots are so delicious. And all of a sudden you maybe ate more than you should because you can't, sometimes the body cannot only can consume so much. Now Mm -hmm. I only take one break in between the show, and we're going to take a moment with our sponsor, and then we're going to come back, and then you're going to teach us how people should be thinking about eating during the day, and uh, I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you on the carpet on even some of the different places on the planet Earth where you, what you've been learning about their food too. Don't go anywhere, Nelson. We'll be right back. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears. I missed with just a mist. Did you know the surface of your eye is 99% water? It's not an eye drop. And vision impairment, fatigue, exhaustion, allergies could be over-evaporation of the eyes. You just need to supplement with the nature's tears, eye mist, and tissue culture grade water. We'll be right back with Nelson Campbell. (laughs)
0: All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at yahoo.com. That's Hour at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Nelson, on this uh, planet, yeah. on this planet Earth, they've been learning for thousands of years more technology, but you now have a handle on what I believe is the future for reducing these symptoms because of the over-evaporation that the food is causing. And it could be even the person could overdo a plant-based. I mean, you you can't overeat anything. I don't care what it is because your body can always handle the evaporation. Tell us what you've been learning uh, about what kind of foods they are. Because, you know, people, let's say, what would you do for a person who has to eat that's very, very, very busy? They don't have time to do a lot and it may be just an excuse because they have to go to bed at night and they get up early. But what should they be eating during the day that makes it easier for them to fix and what should be from morning through the day?
3: Well, um we uh you know we recommend that people just simply eat a, a varied whole food plant based diet and what does that mean? That means having fruits and vegetables, uh it means having uh, some starches like uh, rice, brown rice, um, maybe quinoa, uh, you know, other kinds of starches. Um, it means having a very moderate amount, because you have to be careful not to overdo this, but a moderate amount of uh, nut seeds and, and things like avocados. Um, and And then, you know, having minimal amounts of salt, sugar, and of course, we also discourage people from using any refined oils. So basically, you know, any any of the foods that you like that could be made, uh, you know, within those criteria uh, are are good things to be eating over the course of the day. Um we encourage people when they get up to have a breakfast. Some people skip breakfast, but but we think it's important uh, to get your your day started off with uh with with uh, a nice breakfast. And uh, and then also if you do that, you're less likely to snack on things in the morning. Uh, later in the morning when we get hungry. So now,
2: what and, would be the ideal breakfast for somebody? You don't have to tell us a lot about it, but what's the ideal breakfast?
3: Well, you know we, um, you know, we'll oftentimes have oatmeal with uh, fruit on top, and and uh, maybe a handful of walnuts and maybe a few raisins to sweeten it up. Uh, there's also all kinds of dry cereal. Uh, what's important there, though, that is that uh, you should get whole grain cereals, and also you know look at the label and make sure that you're not getting cereals that are chocked full of uh, sugar. But certainly, mm-hmm. uh, dry cereal with a plant based milk. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you know maybe some fruit, handful of walnuts on top, and mm-hmm. and there, then there are all kinds of sort of muesli concoctions that you can make with different components that so you put them in a bag and shake it up and. Uh, mm-hmm. you also could have some fruit in the morning. Now some people like, like fruits and you might have a, some fruit and maybe a, a whole grain, something or other to, to kind of go with it. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, options for breakfast in the morning. That's usually the easiest meal. And then mm-hmm. we also encourage people when they, they leave home, if they, if they're, if they're working outside of home, uh, we, we encourage people to take a snack bag and put some, some cut veggies, and maybe a couple pieces of fresh fruit there. So when you're hungry later in the morning or the afternoon between meals, that you have something to go to. And we also believe it's important to have, you know, some fresh, raw, whole foods uh, in your diet. So that's a great way to do it. Like I'll usually take a bag of some fruit, maybe a bag of cut uh, carrots uh, every day when I go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for for lunch and dinner, uh, you know we uh, we encourage people to have you know a sort of a, a a centerpiece of each of those meals you know a flavorful centerpiece portion which is filling and flavorful and you know you know pr- produces a sense of satiety um, it, that's important you can't this diet is not sacrificial and if you're walking around during the day and you're hungry then you know that's a problem and, and you're gonna uh, not only will you waste away, but also you're you're going to eat, you might eat things that you shouldn't eat. So, mm-hmm. you know, we encourage people to do something for lunch and dinner that's kind of a flavorful, you know, mm-hmm. centerpiece, and, and not just a pile of broccoli, but, you know, something that has uh, some starchy components to it, like, you know, the brown rice or some mm-hmm. kind of whole grain something um, mm-hmm. that helps to produce a sense of satiety. So, you know, it could be a veggie burrito, it could be, some kind of an entree, uh, that's the other thing we're doing through Plant Pure, is we are providing to people uh, a meal plan. So we actually have meals for people who uh, want to do this in a really easy way. You know, we have um, <laughs> meals that we provide. And then <laughs> we, uh, we encourage people to do the same thing for dinner, but maybe to have with that centerpiece a salad with, you know, maybe some dark leafy greens. It's important to get that in your diet. Um, mm-hmm. maybe a side dish of veggies, uh, to go with your, your kind of the centerpiece, whatever that, that happens to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that's about it. Um,
2: now so, what about, uh, what about,
1: uh, I'm going
2: to, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I know what I'm, what I'm after, but I want you to answer it for them because you have such knowledge. What about mm-hmm. potatoes? Do you don't think potatoes should be on the diet?
3: Uh, that's a big misconception, actually, that um, a, a lot of people are la- uh, laboring under. Uh, starchy foods like whole grains and potatoes—all those things are are actually uh, good for you and help to produce. Okay, there we go. Uh, energy okay. and a sense of satiety. You, you absolutely okay. cannot eliminate those things from your diet. If you if you go into a whole food plant based diet and all you eat are fruits and vegetables and salads. Okay. You know, you're probably going to waste away, and you're going to be walking around feeling hungry all the time. But you're not
2: suggesting okay. the pastas.
3: Well, um, the, the pastas you know, we tend to, in our our family, we tend to eat uh, brown rice pasta.
2: There we go. Um, okay. We
3: we probably eat, and we probably eat more rice and quinoa and stuff like that than we do pasta. But we do have some pasta. But it's always <laughs> have a whole tans- grain. Tans- okay. Whole grain. Okay.
2: Okay, now on fruits. Is there any fruit that you don't recommend?
3: No, this is something that, um, you know, my father talks about a lot. I, you know, as soon as you start taking a category of plant-based, whole plant-based foods, and you say, uh, don't eat those whole plant-based foods. The, the whole oh, yeah. rationale for a plant-based diet goes away. because.
2: Okay, and uh, what is the yep. best... Uh, let's start out with uh, on the greens because we're all knowing dark green that uh, what are some of the ones in the dark greens that you can suggest?
3: Well of course I, I love spinach. I know kale is all the rage, but I, I love spinach uh, because it's more tender and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I just I just like spinach, but kale is also mm-hmm. great. you know there are other greens like bok choy and uh, mm-hmm. uh, turnip greens and you know, uh, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of uh, any, anything that's dark green and leafy uh, that you know will be good for you. And mm-hmm. the the other point to make is that it's important to get a rainbow of color in your diet, uh, according to my my father, because each of those mm-hmm. colors represents a different kind of mixture of phytonutrients in the plant. Oh, that's, and,
2: that's a good yeah. That's a good one. I've read that, and I have never had anyone discuss that. Um, yeah,
3: so, so color is important mm-hmm. and getting a range of color. If you do that, then you know that you're getting all those, those things that are protective mm-hmm. of your health. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, let's say a person wants to have a little sweet tooth called a dessert. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you recommend that could be healthy and not be so damn? Because sugar is the culprit. Glucose mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. a killer. And sugar. What well, do you rec- is there anything you
3: guys are teaching? Yeah. Um, well, first I should mention that uh, there's a great resource that we, uh, we uh, make available to people, and it's a, it's a cookbook that my wife uh, put together, called my wife Kim, called Plant Pure Nation Cookbook, and it's available on Amazon and via our website at plantpurenation.com. But she mm-hmm. has a lot of ideas uh, there, and she tends to use... Uh, fruits uh, to help sweeten things. And also, and, and my dad will, you know, concurs with this, a little bit of sugar to sweeten something, it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's not in the overall scheme of things, it's really not going to have a, an impact, a big impact on your health. And, and same thing with salt, you know, a little bit. You need to have some flavor in your food. If we tell people mm-hmm. that they can't have flavor they're mm-hmm. going to eat cheeseburgers, so yes, they will. so so That's so right. to me, this this issue of of you know being so pure that we turn people mm-hmm. off is it's really an issue of compassion. You know, uh, the the mm-hmm. loving approach is to help people stop eating cheeseburgers, right. and so so that may mean that you know that that you have to you know you have to allow. For, for but, a little but bit Nelson, you of... just
2: said something. You just said something. Yeah. I'm going to see if we can challenge this one for a moment, because I, I am a health nut, and I'm not perfect mm-hmm. at it, but I am. And you know, I'm terrible for many years. Um, that once in a while, a hamburger mm-hmm. uh, to, for, the, for the social occasion... I know you, they can go uh, to the Carl Jr., let's just say. And I got to tell you one. You're going to find this strange, but my husband and I have been married for 53 years. We've never been sick. Uh, I have been studying nutrition because when he married me, I didn't know how to cook, Nelson. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I had to, and then when I found out I was pregnant with my first, I had to learn how to eat for somebody I'd never met. <laughs> so I had to study. But along the way, we're never sick doesn't mean I won't be this afternoon after saying this. We're never sick, but he's from Holland. He's a Dutchman, and he's 70s. And recently coming back from a community, he said, you want to stop at Carl's Jr.? You could get a salad. And I said, oh, okay, because he wanted to up. Nelson, we walked in, and the manager of this place knew him. And I'm sitting down after he orders, and I said, Bill... He knows you. Do you come here very mm. often? Oh, once in a while. Oh, <laughs> no. Mm. He, sneaks in. he sneaks in there. Uh, but with me at home, he has to eat the nutrition I cook. doesn't mean it's perfect. Mm. I'm not going to say. That's what I've studied to do. But so I've watched that behavior, and um, I know once in a while people will cheat. I call it cheating. Uh, now, back to the sugar. Uh, are there other things to use other than just the, the white sugar? There's the uh, agave nectar. There's other types of things to use to get a little sweetness to what you're doing. You don't have to use white sugar, right? Well, yeah,
3: yeah. Like I said, the, probably the best thing are some of the fruits uh, you know, that that could be used to impart uh, sweetness, like dates, okay. for example. Um, you know, that's kind of a whole food source of, of sugar, right? Right. Um, so that's so doing that another way ma- ma- than just regular,
2: yeah
3: yeah, many of the others like uh people will wonder, is there a difference between white sugar and brown sugar and maple syrup and you know b- basically uh according to my father, sugar, 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 and all of those sugars are kind of in refined form, so uh, right. if you want, if you want to take a step away from that, the best way to do it is to use the uh the whole food sources like date mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Now, let's ask you this today, something I haven't studied enough of, because mine is more in evaporation, whatever, but what do you think about some of these substitute sugars that they're using, that they're finding, that I knew they'd find out, that eventually they're causing a health issue too, is substitute Mm -hmm. sugars, Um, and even some of these alcohol, that they're saying it has no sugar in it, and you look at the back and it's more of an alcohol type, whatever they manufacture. What is your thinking on that? Have you studied any of that yet?
3: Well, I just you know uh, hear what my my father says about some of these things, and he actually was involved in the nineteen eighties. I think it was the uh, saccharin uh, was mm-hmm. was the sweet sweetener they were looking at back then. Uh, right. He was involved in some of that discussion in, in Washington, but you know he's never been a fan of those things because
2: no, they're, not they're,
3: very, they're yeah they're highly refined products and. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is, you know, people, if that's in, say, a soft drink, then people think, well, I can drink okay. all that, all right. that stuff that I want.
2: Oh, my conscience will be clear because, because somehow, it, it says, yeah. right. it's frightening. Yeah. Um yeah. Have you ever, have so, you ever had a, a, a soft drink that was supposed to be, um, what's it called? Low sugar. What's it called? <laughs> the soft drinks. When you get. Uh, no sugar or uh, whatever
3: uh, it's uh, y- yes it's, uh, flavored with the artificial sweeteners
2: yeah right whatever have you ever yeah. tasted one yeah, I, every you know, time I, I, whenever I did I tried it years ago my mouth would just cringe and I did yeah. never drank them ever 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 but I never was much into soft drinks but back to the whole thing uh, uh, people have started saying that there's something to that that there's people drinking it thinking that it's safe and it's not it mm-hmm. becomes very addictive.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the the rule of thumb is just, you know, eat as natural a diet as possible. So it's And that's really not hard to figure out. All you have to do is look at the ingredients uh, on, on a product and mm-hmm. take a look at what's in there. And if there are a lot of ingredients that sound like chemicals and refined products, then it's probably not good for you.
2: And so, then the other thing, Nelson, is if you should eat it, how did you feel a half an hour later? If you don't feel like your gut handled it well or your body mm-hmm. isn't rhythming right, read it for yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that a how lot you
2: of, feel about it.
3: Yeah. A lot of people uh, will really notice that when they change their diet and they start going on a whole food plant-based diet. So we have a, a 10-day program mm-hmm. called the Jumpstart Program where we actually help people do this for 10 days and eat these foods. And mm-hmm. that's the first thing they notice is how much better they feel, and and mm-hmm. they didn't even More know energy. know of that possibility. Yeah, and then so then if they go back and they start eating the other food, now mm-hmm. they really notice it. They notice something that they hadn't noticed before. Exactly.
2: But now, mm-hmm. before you go today, we don't have time. Have you ever heard of a doctor in Method, Oregon, Doctor Philip Payton? He's an ophthalmology surgeon.
3: Doctor Philip, uh, there? No, Hayden. I haven't.
2: Okay, well, he's friends with, um, uh, oh gosh, Esselstyn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, presented the high-tidy. But anyway, he has my medical team. I have scientists all over the world that do work with me. But by the way, we're launching China just right now with new partners. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he started this plant-based diet years ago because of your dad, uh, is what he read, and then Esselstyn's book. And got very much involved. He is practices himself every day personally. But you go into his beautiful clinic, unbelievable amount of patients that come through there. And they're all talking diet. Just exactly what you're saying. Exactly. And they say their lives have changed and vision has gotten better.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: The future is what you're doing. And the, uh, the other one we've had on our show here a few times is people who are growing gardens inside their home. Uh, fun indoor gardening uh, to, to get some of their nutrition and the things they're doing. So it's, it's fun. You're on the right track. You're, you're, I'm going to call you a pilgrim is what okay. you're doing, and I probably will give you a call because we're going to be producing a film this year to go around the world about what we're doing with evaporation of body water loss, living with the water vapor and uh, we want it to be unbelievably exciting, uh, very beautiful and prestigious. And your food, for mm-hmm. you to include yourself with your food and what you're thinking in the film, would be a really exciting privilege to us. Mm-hmm. But what do? Okay. How would you like to leave your audience today?
3: Well, <clears throat> just a couple of thoughts. One is uh, we we have uh, far more control over our health than what uh, many people understand that. That this is an idea that's not just for preventing disease, but also actually helping to reverse some, some diseases that are quite serious. Mm-hmm. And so it's a powerful, powerful idea. And, you know, we encourage people to give it a try. And also, mm-hmm. if people want to learn more about what we're doing, I encourage them to go to our website at plantpurenation.com. Also, our film Plant Pure Nation is playing on Netflix.
2: And then there's right ad- so a wife's book, your wife's book. Don't and
3: that. exactly. Yeah. And so what I was going to say next is the uh, right. Plant Nation Cookbook, which is available yeah. on uh, Amazon and uh, also on our website. So, so check it out. It's a really powerful idea, and um, you'll be amazed.
2: Yes, they will. It's life and death. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. planet that we, we all are exposing to the whole planet Earth, our health issues, our person. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, and tell your father I said hello. I'd love to have him on again someday, and I wish okay. you well. And I will be calling you, Nelson, about uh, right. what we're doing this year with the film.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks. Okay, for having you have me a nice day,
2: and I wish you All well, right. and you be well. Bye. All
3: right. Same to you.
2: Yeah, bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, there's so much to learn about how you breathe, how you drink your water. I hope that, gosh is not a time that you can't find water to drink. That's frightening. Have you been hearing about the pipes in the United States that are being proven that the regulations are not keeping up with the lead in pipes that you're drinking water at children in their school? Now that is sinful. Talk about sin. That is sinful. All the money that you're putting toward your governments to be regulations and have resources of safety and health. And having one pipe out there that's in a government building or even in the homes, it's not being taught to do testing for the lead. It's sinful. It's it's life and death because it affects different people and different families. Some people will be fine. Other people will not. Today, we want you to go over to search plant-based diet and your research and look up what you can find. And then anything to do with water, resource in the United States, and lead pipes. I want to thank you for listening. I enjoyed every minute of this today. We have so much to learn. We can never learn enough. But I do know this. Embrace your life. Hug yourself. It's a gift. But also embrace somebody else's life also. Because it's their gift, and you will find it valuable to you and to them both. But Earth has whispers. It whispers. Don't say goodbye. Leave something of yourself behind, like all the guests that come on to share their vision and their well, concerns about our welfare and our planet. Leave something behind for all the generations of the children to come to know you care, too. Thank you for listening, and you be well. <laughs>